Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and Schools, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. Good to have you with us here today on this January 27th, 2021 for our Congregation at Prayer, Guide for Daily Meditation and Prayer. Come to you each morning at about 9 o'clock Central Time, and uh, we work through God's Word, and of course, Psalm and Prayer, and even the Catechism. So we come each morning, so good to have you with us. We'll begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. See our memory verse for this week. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Luke 9, verse 23. Our psalm is Psalm 106. Praise the Lord. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who can utter the mighty deeds of the Lord or declare all his praise? Blessed are they who observe justice, who do righteousness at all times. Remember me, O Lord, when you show favor to your people. Help me when you save them. That I may look upon the prosperity of your chosen ones, that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I may glory with your inheritance. Both we and our fathers have sinned. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedness. Our fathers, when they were in Egypt, did not consider your wondrous work. They did not remember the abundance of your steadfast love but rebelled by the sea at the Red Sea. Yet he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make known his mighty power. He rebuked the Red Sea, and it became dry, and he led them through the deep as through a desert. So he saved them from the hand of the foe, and redeemed them from the power of the enemy. And the waters covered their adversaries, not one of them was left. Then. They believed his words, they sang his praise, but soon afterward forgot his works. They did not wait for his counsel. But they had a wanton craving in the wilderness and put God to the test in the desert. He gave them what they asked, but sent a wasting disease among them. When men in the camp were jealous of Moses and Aaron, the Holy One of the Lord, the earth opened and swallowed up Dathan and covered the company of Abiram. Fire also broke out in their company. The flame burned up the wicked. They made a calf in Horeb and worshipped a metal image. They exchanged the glory of God for the image of an ox that eats grass. They forgot God their Savior, who had done great things in Egypt, wondrous works in the land of Ham, and awesome deeds by the Red Sea. Therefore he said he would destroy them, had not Moses, his chosen one, stood in the breach before him to turn away his wrath from destroying them. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. 
Amen. All right, our first reading today is from Colossians chapter 2. In him you also were circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. I think this text is the origin um, of a piece of art that you may have seen. I've seen this before, where you have the cross, and then nailed to the cross uh, are the tablets of stone. I don't know how you nail tablets, but regardless, it's the tablets upon the cross, right? And you see it right there in verse um, 13 and 14. He has forgiven, or he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements, that's the tablets, that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. That is, the demands of the law were nailed to the cross. All right. And then our reading for catechesis is from Matthew chapter 14. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Moses answered him, and, excuse me, Moses. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Well, that was a slip. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O you of little faith, why do you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. When they had crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent out into all that surrounding region, brought to him all who were sick, and begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched him, or touched it, were made perfectly well. There ends our reading. Okay, now this comes right on the heels of another story, and that is the feeding of the 5,000. Feeding of the 5,000. So that's your context. Uh, What did Jesus have his disciples do? 
immediately thereafter? See this in verse 22. He had them get into a boat ahead of him, um, and go to the other side ahead of him, I should say. Of course, where did Jesus go? Verse 23. Yeah, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Of course, what time of day was it? Now it was evening, evening. Uh, We can talk quite a bit about the setting, the time of day that events happen in the Gospels. What was happening uh, to the boat that the disciples were in? The boat was in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, and the wind was contrary against it. And what time of night was it? We talked about this uh, a couple days ago. The fourth watch of the night. You see that in verse 25? The fourth watch. Uh, This is according to the Roman division of the night. They divided, uh, for their soldiers, uh, watchmen, they divided the night into four watches. The first would be from sunset to about 9 p.m. The second was from about 9 p.m. to midnight. The third was about from midnight to 3 a.m. And then the fourth watch, this watch, would be from about 3 a.m. until daybreak or roughly 6 a.m. All right. Uh, What did... Jesus do in the fourth watch. We hear it right here. He went to them walking on the sea. Of course, they thought they saw a ghost, right? A spirit. And consequently, then they were terrified. But notice Jesus' words. Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. Now, at the word, what does Peter say? (laughs) The always audacious and bold Peter. Verse 28, Lord, if it is you, uh, command me to come out onto the water. Now, what is Peter doing here? He's demanding of the Lord a sign. Of course, they just had a sign with the feeding of the 5,000. Now, here he is demanding another sign, right? How was um, Peter able to do this? This walking on the water. It's actually at Jesus' word. You see that in verse 29? When Jesus says to him, come, come. What did this word of Jesus then create and require, which we see then by Peter's action? We call that faith, right? Peter trusts the word of God, and he does what what the word of God commands and requires. Of course, when did Peter get into trouble? that in verse 30, right? When instead of looking at Jesus, listening to his word, what did he do? He saw the wind, and that brought him fear. Of course, then he cries out, moving from faith to unfaith, (laughs) Lord, save me. Of course, that's faith as well, right? But what does Jesus call it? Yeah, he says, you of little faith, why do you doubt? You see, belief and unbelief being commingled here in Peter. Of course, Jesus, before that, what did he do? For Peter's sake, he stretched out his hand and caught him, caught him. So what should we learn from Jesus' words about Peter, from this example here about faith? Faith trusts solely, not in signs, uh, not in wonders, not even um, in environmental or uh, atmospheric conditions, (laughs) the wind, Faith trusts in the word of Jesus and his word alone. When did the uh, wind finally die down? Verse 32. 
Yes, when Jesus and Peter got into the boat. Of course, why did those in the boat worship Jesus? Because of what they had seen, right? Uh, They confessed, there's a bold confession here in verse 33. You see it highlighted. You are the Son of God. All right, uh, after the siege died down and presumably then morning, where did they land? They landed at Gennesaret. Uh, What happened at Gennesaret? Yeah, they recognized him, which is curious, and then uh, sent out and called all those who were sick um, to come. So they spread the word based off of what they saw from him. And what happened when people touched Jesus um, or his clothes? They were healed. All right. Meditation on this text. In the same hour of the night that Peter would later deny his Lord, Jesus came out to him in the midst of a storm. Though we confess faith in Christ, we must often uh, cry out like Peter for the Lord's salvation. Lord, have mercy. Lord, save me. So our Lord always comes out to his church when she is buffeted by the storms of this evil world. When we are drowning in the midst of the waters, he lifts us up and places us back into the ship of the church. Daily we return to the waters of our baptism that the old man, who is filled with the unbelief of Peter, might be drowned and die with all sins and evil desires. Christ then restores us in the midst of his church to a peaceful life of the forgiveness of sins. Those who have been drowned in the waters of baptism shall be raised to eternal life by the Son of God. Good. We talked about the fourth watch. I I was trying to remember the context. It was a couple days ago. It was Sunday in Bible study (laughs) because we studied the the, uh, temptation, uh, not the temptation of Jesus, temptation of Peter, right? Uh, When he was in the court of the high priest. Um, I'm also struck with this picture again of the the church being an ark or a boat. Um, and one of the pieces I couldn't remember, um, is pulpit, pulpit, which is also, um, naval. Um, it's describing the, um, scaffold or the platform by where the uh, captain of the ship would stand. Ah, so there you go. Usually, uh, with a guardrail enclosing a small area, area in the bow or bow, I should say the bow of a yacht. Um, normally, we use it to describe where the preacher preaches, uh, but it has that that sense of a raised platform, um, and then the, it's surrounded by, you know, those uh, those guardrails like like a boat would be. Kind of uh, lament that the pulpit was was lowered and we lost the canopy that was over it, um, because that's what it was confessing here at this congregation uh, when they did the renovation. But I, I expect the pastor got sick of climbing the stairs. <laughs> Uh, and plus with sound system, we don't need it to be as elevated. All right. Confess the sacrament of baptism. What does such baptizing with water indicate? It indicates that the old Adam in us should, by daily contrition and repentance, be drowned and die with all sins and evil desires, and that a new man should daily emerge and arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. Where is this written? St. Paul writes in Romans chapter 6, 
We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. We pray. Heavenly Father, through your word and spirit, you call us to daily contrition and repentance for our sin, that the old Adam in us might be drowned and die with all his sins and evil desires. Work true repentance in our hearts every day. Teach us to confess our sins and to flee to Christ for our life and salvation. By your word of forgiveness, raise up the new man of faith in us, that we might live before you in righteousness and purity forever. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. On this Wednesday, we pray for marriage and family, that husbands and wives, parents and children live in ordered harmony according to the word of God. Pray for parents who must rear their children alone. We pray for our communities and neighborhoods. We pray the Lord to watch over and help all who are in danger, necessity, and tribulation, that he protect and guide all who travel, that he grant all women with child and all mothers with infant children increasing happiness in their blessings, that he defend all orphans and widows and provide for them, that he strengthen and keep all sick persons and young children, that he free those in bondage and have mercy on us all. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. All right. On this January 27th, we pray in Thanksgiving with Angelina, who celebrates her baptism. We pray for those who are ill, receiving treatment, or recovering, especially Marcella, Jan, Elsie, Amanda, John, Janet, Timothy, and Robert, Sandy, Linda, Joan, Ken, and Penny. We pray with Al and his family as they grieve his father's death. Pray for Bev, David, Willis, and Janice, and Mickey, who are homebound. We pray for our missions and mercy work, especially the Mission of the Month, the Comfort Dog Ministry, as well as Sheboygan County Hispanic Outreach. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray the Collect for this week. O God, in the glorious transfiguration of your beloved Son, you confirm the mysteries of the faith by the testimony of Moses and Elijah. And the voice that came from the bright cloud, you wonderfully foreshadowed our adoption by grace. Mercifully make us co-heirs with the King in his glory, and bring us to the fullness of our inheritance in heaven. Through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Today is also the commemoration of St. John Chrysostom, or Chrysostom as we sometimes say. Given the added name Chrysostom, which means golden-mouthed in Greek, St. John was a dominant force in the 4th century Christian church. Born in Antioch around AD 347, John was instructed in the Christian faith by his pious mother, uh, Anthusa. After serving in a number of Christian officers, offices, including acolyte and lector, John was ordained a presbyter and given preaching responsibilities. His simple but direct messages found an audience well beyond his hometown. In AD 398, John Chrysostom was made Patriarch of Constantinople. His determination to reform the church, court, and city brought him into conflict with established authorities. Eventually, he was exiled from his adopted city. Although removed from his parishes and people, he continued writing and preaching until the time of his death in AD 407. It is reported that his final words were, Glory be to God for all things. Amen. 
We pray. O God, you gave to your servant John Chrysostom grace to proclaim the gospel with eloquence and power. As bishop of the great congregations of Antioch and Constantinople, he fearlessly bore reproach for the honor of your name. Mercifully grant to all bishops and pastors such excellence in preaching and fidelity in ministering your word that your people shall be partakers of the divine nature. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Sing our hymn for this week, Tis Good Lord to Be Here. And that's not referring to the mount, it's referring to the church. Good to have you all with us. I see 
in the chat, Michael, Grace, Don, Nancy, Eileen, Roman, Tim, probably others who have not checked in in the chat. Good to have you with us for our congregation of prayer. I uh, pray that this gave you confidence, knowing that Jesus is always looking out for you, and even when you have weak or little faith, he is always faithful towards you. Mm -hmm. Good. So uh, we'll see you again later today, actually. We have our evening Bible study this evening at about 7 p.m. We'll be back in the book of Hebrews. We've got a couple more weeks we can do uh, before we'll have the resumption of Wednesday evening services for Lent. Uh It's coming soon. All right, so make plans to join us this evening if you're able, again about 7 p.m. Otherwise, we'll see you again tomorrow morning for our congregation of prayer. Lord be with you all.